You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. Welcome to Morning Breath. This is your drive time devotion, whether you're listening on the radio, through podcast, on our website, however you catch it, our YouTube channel on Mondays. We're so glad you're here. My name is Christian. I'm one of the pastors here on staff, and I am stoked and excited to be hanging out with you today, reading the Bible. I love Morning Breath because it's a great and consistent way to get in the Bible every single day. I, I say we because we love to have a co-host, so today I have Isaac Eberts hanging out with me. How you doing, Isaac? Good. How are you, Pastor Christian? Doing great. This is a great time together. I always enjoy getting to hang out with you and get into the Word a little bit. And we make sure that we don't pre-discuss the chapter, as tempting as it is for me sometimes, to kind of be like, hey, what are you thinking about? Or where are you going to highlight? We like to keep it like raw and authentic so you guys can hear us kind of unpack and do a Bible study. Like yeah, Just picture sure. that we're hanging out and talking to the Bible at River. Road Coffee Shop, or I didn't plan to plug them, Amen. or it's or some <laughs> other like coffee place just hanging out and talking. So it's pretty cool. So we are um, we're happy to do it today. We're in First Samuel twenty six. But before we get into it, Isaac, why don't you tell them how to stay involved and get connected? Of course, uh, you know by this time you've heard me already. Download the East Coast app. Make sure you download that on iTunes, Google Play, any other phone you have, make sure you download that. It is the best way to stay connected. It's updated with all of our events, Morning Breath episodes. Some of you might be listening to Morning Breath from the app right now. Uh, also, you can go to eccc.us, and you can also find out all of the things on the app on the website as well. Or if you need uh, something further, feel free to call the office. The office number is 321 452 and then uh, our lovely receptionist can get you set up with anything you might need. But uh, that's definitely the best way. And, of course, you can follow us on uh, social media at East Coast Christian Center on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. It's amazing. I'm on there every single day. That's awesome. Yeah, and we want to invite you also to get back to church. And yeah. so if you haven't been to church in person in a while, we just want to say welcome back. We don't want it to feel awkward for you. Is We just want you to feel welcome home. As we talked to a lot of people that had been back, I was talking to someone at church last Sunday that hadn't been back in 18 months. Wow. And they were so happy just to be back. And oftentimes, almost always, they're like, man, I did not realize how much I missed this. Like, But the longer you're away, the harder it is to get back sometimes. So yeah, come on true. back wherever you're going to church get on back in there it's life is better that way we also want to highlight this event coming up called the leadership growth track it's actually already underway is we've been doing this at east coast every week of july except for this week is that we're taking a break off for this one but we'll be resuming next week and the following one and if you are interested in growing your leadership this is open for everybody if you're in the business community or if you want to lead better in your family or your home or at a, a volunteer position at church whatever that is is this is a great chance for you to do it. And it's actually taught by almost all of our pastoral staff. It's a two hours on a Thursday night. And if you haven't caught it yet, you can actually just go onto the website and watch the videos to catch up so you can be caught up with where we're at. And we'd love to have you be a part of it. Of course, go to the website, go to the app to get all that information. For sure. And uh, the Global Leadership Summit is coming up August 5th and 6th. I'm personally super, super excited yeah. for that. It is always so incredible. It's amazing. So once again, hit up the website, hit up the app, and make sure you check out all the details on that. Once again, Global Leadership Summit coming up on August 5th and 6th. 
it is going to be an incredible event. Yeah, and we're talking about it early because that is a, a Thursday and a Friday, and we know that if you're gonna need to take off time from work, then you need to start yeah. planning now. Yeah. But sign up, there's still an early bird that's gonna be going away very soon. You can save a lot of money, so make sure you look into that. All right, we're gonna get into the chapter here. First Samuel 26, we're starting to kind of wrap up this book. I'm gonna be reading out of the New Living Translation. What are you reading? I will also be doing the New Living Translation. Copycat. And I just want to thank you for taking the first half of the verses. Yes. Right before we went on air, I was so scared that you were going to have me do the first half. I did. I had to do but the right thing and take some you. of these fun names. So. Thank you so much. Props to Pastor Christian. Yeah. These are very hard names we're about to read. If anybody's a Bible scholar out there, forgive me if yes. I say them wrong. But you know what? There's grace. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. All I right. think you're going to hit it. So I say unto you, read, sir. Verse one, now some men from Ziph came to Saul at Gibeah to tell him, David is hidden on the hill of, H- of Kilai, which overlook Jeshuam. So Saul took 3,000 of Israel's elite troops and went to hunt him down in the wilderness of Ziph. Saul camped along the road beside the hill of Hilkai near Jeshmon, where David was hiding. When David learned that Saul had come after him into the wilderness, he sent out spies to verify the report of Saul's arrival. David slipped over to Saul's camp one night to look around. Saul and Abner, son of Ner, the commander of his army, were sleeping inside a ring formed by the slumbering warriors. Who will volunteer to go in there with me? David asked. Ahimelech, the Hittite, and Abishai, son of Zerai, Joab's brother. I'll go with you, Abishai replied. So David and Abishai went right into Saul's camp and found him asleep, with his spear stuck in the ground beside his head. Abner and the soldiers were lying asleep around him. God has surely handed your enemy over to you this time, Abishai whispered to David. Let me pin him to the ground with one thrust of the spear. I won't need to strike twice. No, David said, don't kill him, for who can remain innocent after attacking the Lord's anointed one? Surely the Lord will strike Saul down someday, or he will die of old age or in battle. The Lord forbid that I should kill the one he has anointed, but take his spear in that jug of water beside his head, and then let's get out of here. So David took the spear and jug of water that were near Saul's head. Then he and Abishai got away without anyone seeing them and even waking up because the Lord had put Saul's men into a deep sleep. Verse 13, David climbed the hill opposite the camp until he was until he was at a safe distance. Then he shouted down to the soldiers and to Abner, son of Ner, Wake up, Abner. Who is it? Abner demanded. Well, Abner, you're a great man, aren't you? David taunted. Where in all Israel is there anyone as mighty? So why haven't you guarded your master, the king, when someone came to kill him? This isn't good at all. I swear by the Lord that you and your men deserve to die because you failed to protect your master, the Lord's anointed. Look around. Where are the king's spear and the jug of water that were beside his head? Saul recognized David's voice and called out, Is that you, my son David? And David replied, Yes, my lord the king. Why are you chasing me? What have I done? What is my crime? But now let my lord the king listen to his servant. If the Lord has stirred you up against me, then let him accept my offering. But if this is simply a human scheme, then may those involved be cursed by the Lord. For they have driven me from my home, so I can no longer live among the Lord's people. And they have said, Go worship pagan gods. Must I die on foreign soil, far away from the presence of the Lord? 
Why has the king of Israel come out to search for a single flea? Why does he hunt me down like a partridge on the mountains? Then Saul confessed, I have sinned. Come back home, my son, and I will no longer try to harm you. For you valued my life today. I have been a fool and very, very wrong. Here is your spear, O king, David replied. Let one of your young men come over and get it. The Lord gives his own reward for doing good and for being loyal. And I refuse to kill you, even when the Lord placed you in my power, for you are the Lord's anointed one. Now may the Lord value my life, even as I have valued yours today. May he rescue me from all of my troubles. And Saul said to David, Blessings on you, my son David. You will do many heroic deeds, and you will surely succeed. Then David went away, and Saul returned home. Amen. What a great chapter. Yeah, Just looking at great. honor, as we've been talking about honor for the last few weeks at church, and this is such a great example because David flies in the face of what the world tells him to do, is his his friends and his fellow soldiers tell him to kill Saul, and he doesn't. And you know they say, you can't kill this giant, and he does. And he goes yeah. in opposition of what the world is saying. I love the Bible verse that says that things of God confound the people or the the world is that it doesn't make sense sometimes, but God's ways are not our ways. And so here's a great example of him continuing to honor even after Saul has slung spears at him. One of my favorite books of all time is The Tale of Three Kings. And it's really, it's a study in brokenness. And it's talking about Saul trying to pin David to the wall with spears, literally to kill him. Even people don't realize this, Saul even flung spears at his own son, Jonathan. Like, as he was going crazy and losing his mind, he's just throwing spears at everybody. That's what happens when you get hurt. Like, we say hurt people hurt people, but healed people will heal people. But here, he had a perfect chance to literally take vengeance with maybe the same spear that he had thrown at David. He could have pinned him to the ground. God potentially could have just given him this victory, and he sees it, but he goes... I will not touch God's anointed one. And it is incredible. Like we are lacking that honor in our world today with our politicians. We're lacking it with just our our people in society as people don't have that kind of honor. And I want to encourage you out there is even when there's someone you don't like, maybe there's someone who's hurt you. I've I've had some bosses in the regular workforce working at the Space Center or defense contractors that some of these bosses were very difficult. Like Paul talks about having a thorn in the flesh. I'm like, oh, this is this person for me. <laughs> yeah. And I, in hindsight, I look back and I thought, man, I needed to grow a lot. And God did a lot in me of things that needed to die or break off. But I can honor them. And I, I want to always honor them now. And here David sets this great example. What did you see? What stood out to you? I, I loved a lot of what you said for me. Um, honestly, I liked how David confronted Saul. You know, there was a problem they needed to, you know, to get over it. In, in this case, it was a huge problem. But instead of them, instead of David not talking to Saul and just going, oh, Saul hates me and just kind of, honestly, what a lot of us do nowadays is if someone wrongs us, we usually just talk about it behind their back. We don't really confront them make a lot of assumptions, we gossip, like it can just spread so far. But you can see in 
this chapter how when David confronted Saul, Saul apologized. He does. He, he realized, yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. He said in verse 21, then Saul confessed, I have sinned. Come back home, my son, and I will no longer try to harm you. Yeah, I wrote that. I highlighted that part too. Nice. And, and that just popped out to me just now from reading it again is, yeah. is you know, how that would never have happened if David would not have confronted Saul. Yeah. If David stayed in his own camp and just gossiped yeah. to his army, right, yeah. and said, oh, man, man, Saul, that, that big jerk over there, you know, he's doing, he tried to kill me. He He's wronged me countless times yeah. and just went on and on and on and let that stir, you know, that bitterness stir in his heart we might not have seen this outcome at all. So I think it's really cool how, and you know, we can apply that to our own life as if, you know, just kind of take an inward reflective look at yourself yeah. and, and think about who has wronged you. Yep. You know, I personally, I don't think it could be any worse than this. No, not trying to hunt you down for and, years and, and years you, and yeah. trying to kill you. And so, you know, it's just a good look to, to That's cool. reflect and just see, you know, how can I go and confront someone? And he didn't, and when David confronted him, it was respectful. Yeah. He didn't tear Saul down. No. He had every right to. Yeah, he still honored. But he still honored him. He didn't tear him down. The The confrontation that we see here was respectful, and it yeah. wasn't, you know, it wasn't like he was just ripping into Saul and attacking his character. It was very respectful. That's which cool. Is I, impressive. I like David. that a lot. Yeah, I was talking with Pastor Keith here on staff recently, and one of the values of TNT Youth Church for our seventh through twelfth graders is confront conflict. Yeah, and he goes, "Man, it's hard because I've got the poster on my wall, and I still have one on my wall, and it's like sometimes I don't want to confront conflict. Sometimes I just want to not deal with it, but it's always better when you do. And the Bible says, this is King James version, but it says, if you have aught with your brother, go and talk to them. And so when there's something that it's there. It's always better when you go work it out. It's yeah. when you start involving other people, just like you're saying, it turns into gossip quickly. Mm-hmm. And gossip's a major sin. Like, just call it like it is. Is it is so destructive. We do not know how damaging that can be when you don't follow the godly path and just go talk to that person directly. And so I love that you brought attention to that. And it was really cool to see. You know, Saul reminds me a little bit here of Pharaoh, is that like mm-hmm. he repented, turned, but then he still went crazy. Yeah. And then he does this, and then he's like, oh, I'll be better, and then he doesn't. But still, I love that idea of him. He confessed, I've sinned, and he identified it. And even this, how about these lines from Saul to him? Verse 17, Saul recognized David's voice and called out, is that you, my son, David? And he said, yes, my Lord King. And it's like, wow. how did yeah. think about him saying my son here after he had just hurt him so much. Mm. But the way that he spoke to him was honoring. And we can see in chapters coming up too how he still gave honor to Saul even through all of the pain and God blessed it. It says in verse 25, and Saul said to David, blessings on you, my son, David, you will do many heroic deeds and you will surely succeed. And David went his way and Saul returned home. And so because he chose to spare him, God really did have his hand on David's life. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. You know, something else just popped out to me um, while you were talking, going back to verse eight, um, it's uh, Abishai whispered to David, and, and this is this is a funny one. Let me pin him to the ground with one thrust of the spear. I won't need to strike twice. So I'm just picturing Abishai, you know, egging David on, saying, yeah. "Come on, we have the perfect opportunity. Yeah. Let's just take him out, and be done with it." But I think the the modern day kind of parallel to this is if you have someone in your life who is a good person, right? Yeah. Abishai was with David. He was a he was a good you know he was there he was with him yeah. on his side, 
but he was still egging David on to do something that wasn't right. Yeah. You know, that wasn't biblically true. Yeah. And so I think for me in my life, I honestly, there's probably a lot of um, things that I can reflect on. Yeah, for sure. I'm thinking about some too. Yeah. I know. It's just crazy how you can think about times where there's someone in your life who's good intentions, you know, not someone you needed to cut out of your life or someone super toxic, but just someone who simply just gives you bad advice. Yeah. And so I think the most important thing is when, when we have people in our life who give us advice, we need to check it. We need to do like a biblical fact check yeah. and be able to see, is this accurate? Does it line up? Yeah. Because then immediately after Abishai said, let me pin him to the ground with one thrust of the spear, you know, saying, let me kill this guy. Let's, our yeah. problems will be over. David said immediately after in verse 9, No, don't kill him, for who can remain innocent after attacking the Lord's anointed one? And, you know, I I think that's incredible. Verse 11, The Lord forbid that I should kill the one he has anointed. So David chose to listen to the Lord and listen to the, you know, the biblical truth versus listening to what could be the easy road, because I'm sure it would have been a lot easier to just just have it done with agree with a bishop i take this like, into my own hands yeah. let's get it done yeah so that's just something that popped up yeah. to me that's very, cool very i like that a lot is thinking about the voices that are speaking to you what is your influence and the bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses let everything be established so when i think about that that's not just two or three other people that are in my life but i think about you know what does the word say what does the holy spirit say yeah and then for me like i use my wife as a great source of wisdom or you know pastor brian moore is someone who i can go to and get great advice from any time or Pastor Matt or people in my life that have a voice and that I trust. And so I know that they could be one of those two or three voices and not just maybe two or three more terrible voices yeah, because I exactly. had that as a teenager. <laughs> like I can vividly remember hanging out with my friends as a teenager and it's like, hey, you want to jump off this roof, you know, a <laughs> six foot story building into a pool? Yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> and all three or all 10 voices were terrible, you know? Yeah. And so you're listening to the wrong voices and you do stupid things things and then harm comes on you. Yeah. Whereas if you have good sound vice and good people around you, it makes a big difference. Yeah. I and, love that that stood out to you. And it is hard because, you know, in this case, you know, maybe Abishai is like, come on, David, like, really? Are, are you serious? Yeah. You're like, still doing that you know, thing? Stop being lame. Yeah. Come on, let's just take care of him right now. You yeah. know, like, and it could have been easy for him to egg it on. And then, you know, David falls into peer pressure. And then yeah. this chapter could have ended very, very differently. Absolutely. His and whole legacy and yeah, story. The whole the whole course of history in this time period could have been changed. But yeah. um, I think there's there's a reward and there's a there's a good thing that comes when you listen to sound advice, like you're saying, biblical advice. You're listening to the Lord. You're following him. And even though it doesn't seem easy in the moment, yeah. it will always pay off 100% yeah. of the time. Absolutely. I love this idea too of David really calling out Abner for not protecting their king because he was the king's armor bearer. He was like, he understood what that was to mm-hmm. be able to protect and to be able to do that. And I want to encourage you to to guard and protect your leadership too. Is It's easy in our cancel culture and in the world we live in to try to see people's vulnerabilities and see their weakness and then expose them. But here he's calling him out. He's like, we're in all of Israel. Is there anyone as mighty? You're supposed to be this great guy. So why haven't you guarded your master, the king, when someone came to kill him? Is Are you doing a good job? I'm asking you on the radio, whoever's listening on the podcast, are you doing a good job of protecting and guarding? The Bible says covering your leadership. Is that 
guess what? People are flawed. David screwed up later. He made some bad mistakes with Bathsheba and in other situations, but he still had people around him that helped out. And we look at the story of Moses having his arms held up by Aaron and by, you know, different people who could be able to help him to be able to see the victory come through with Joshua. And so I want to encourage you, and this is one of the things we talked about in our leadership course just recently, is that hold up your leader's arms because even when they are flawed, because guess what? All leaders are flawed. The Bible says that they are appointed by God, is that God has them for a reason in your life and that we need to help them to be able to be better leaders. Like sometimes the closer you get, the more you could be tempted to just like discount because you see their their vulnerability. I hope that you and I have that because you've seen yeah. me maybe in some of my more like frail states of just being exhausted or worn out or frustrated, but hopefully that can actually help draw us closer together because you realize, hey, these are real people that have real things. And so do your best in your workforce and your family and your community to hold your leadership, your leaders up and help them to be better leaders. Yeah, for sure. I think that's great. And it's, I honestly wonder what um, Abner said, you know, because it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't show his response Bro, to this. He was so Ab- embarrassed. After getting ripped into by David, yeah. you know, of just uh, going after Saul might have killed him. I mean, Saul didn't mess around. Yeah, that's true. So, but I think when, when we get, you know, if I were Abner, honestly, I think there's uh there's value in, in taking criticism not always being defensive, yeah, but just seeing Ooh, that's good, you know. So, what did I do wrong here? Like, exactly. obviously, and yeah. he did say that God put them into a deep sleep, yeah. So, it's not like <laughs> he was just like stayed up all night doing a Netflix binge and was like too sleepy. Is like, you know, there was some, some supernatural stuff going yeah. on, but I wonder, you know, because it's easy. I mean, f- we don't know, so we can just speculate yeah. what Abner would have done, but I'm sure it would have been easy to get mad at David, get defensive, and you know, just go off, but. You know, I what if what if in this case Abner listened and said, "Wow, you know, I did slack off. You know, I wasn't protecting my king as I as I as I should have. I'm yeah. gonna be better, right?" Yeah. And then maybe because David confronts them with saying, "Hey, which you know, come on, you're a great man, aren't you?" David taunted. I, yeah. I like that. So far, yeah. Abner could have turned, talking. turned and and could have been better. So I think that's another little thing that I got towards the end of. Ooh, just, I like that. If someone confronts you, if something stings at first, you know. Just, just look at that and see if there's truth to any of it and yeah. see where you can improve and see where where you can improve and, and be better. Yeah, there's always yeah. truth to it, even when it hurts, as I've noticed that in ministry or in my career or in my life, when, when someone brings something up, even if it feels like there's parts that are inaccurate mm-hmm. or it's like, oh, come on. Yeah. I always ask, and I'm exactly what you're saying. It's not easy, mm-hmm. but I ask the Lord, hey, what can I learn from this? What can I grow? Yeah. Even if they don't know the whole story or there's this or that circumstance, it's like, I want to grow and learn through this. So Lord, show me what that thing is so that way I can be better from it. Yeah. And that's a, a good encouragement for all of us today is confrontation's not fun, but when we allow God to refine us and to be able to kind of round off those rough edges, it makes us better. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a minute to close out the program. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, 
Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. All right, welcome back. Isaac, you had a verse that stood out to you. Why don't you share what that was? I did. On the break, I was just thinking about um, verse 9. When uh, this is what I talked about earlier in the program, where David said no uh, to Abishai when Abishai was egging him on and saying, "Come on, just you know, let me kill him." All that stuff. David said, "No, don't kill him. For who can remain innocent after attacking the Lord's anointed one? Surely the Lord will strike Saul down someday, or he will die of old age or in battle." So, from what I got from that was that 
Saul or that David trusted yeah. that the Lord would take care of Saul. Yep. That he was doing the right thing and in doing the right thing, he had to completely surrender yeah. and trust that God was going to fight and that he didn't know how he was going to do it. He had no clue. He didn't have any insight into the future. He didn't know if he would be struck down in battle or if he died of old age, but he trusted God 100% that he would take care of his enemy. In this case, it was Saul. Yeah, that's cool. The Bible says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Yeah. And that's that's a weird word in our culture today. But just thinking about God has got your back. Yeah. You don't have to take it into your own hands, whatever it is, if it's financial or with your, your housing or your health or with work or some, you know, maybe I'm speaking to someone who's had conflict in your family for years. I know we've experienced that in our internal family that have gone on and on is that God will work it out. Yeah. And you don't have to do it on your own. So be encouraged by that. We pray that you have a great rest of the day. We look forward to talking to you next time. See you guys. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.